Cheap Talk 72. We're interviewing Rusty Brown from one of Cheap Trick's opening bands, Electric Mary. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Welcome back to Cheap Talk. I am one of your hosts here today. And we are joined by Tracy Schulz, who's taken lead on today's episode. It's very exciting once again. And today we have an interview that Tracy did with Rusty Brown of the Australian band Electric Mary. And they opened up for Cheap Trick not too long ago. Correct. Yes, Electric Mary opened up for Cheap Trick, amongst others, during the Under the Southern Stars Festival tour. And it was looking like that was never going to happen with what the world being shut down and all that stuff. But it finally, finally did happen. The Australian fans got to hang out with Cheap Trick and rock all night long. So fantastic. So before we get into the show proper, we'd like to do a little bit of some recent Cheap Trick stuff and some stuff that you may not be aware of because there's some cool stuff going on. First off, a couple things you can purchase. One of the things is I have in my hand right here. Can you hear that? You hear that? It's real. I, it's I real. It. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do that. But this is... Uh, here, I'll take the cellophane off. There you go. Right there. It's Out to Get You Live, 1977, on CD on the Epic label in Japan. I can only order it from Japan. So far, it's not available in the United States, so you can get this. So check that out. Uh, a couple other things that you want to be on the lookout for is there's this thing, a new authorized release of Cheap Trick Live at the Whiskey, a four CD set announced, and it's only limited to 2,000 copies. Sadly, they're not able to ship for whatever reason to the UK. What can you tell me about this? Is there anything you know? I know that everybody's very excited about it. Well, I know that it is limited to 2,000 copies, and I also know that it is the complete four-set show with all of the songs included, unlike the um, Out to Get You Live, which was, you know, selection a selection of... It was kind of like a compilation of the nights. Right. So this yeah. new release is every show in its entirety with new mixing. It was mixed recently, remixed recently. Now, I don't know if this is ever going to be sold through American retailers or whatever, or you know what I mean? I don't know if it's going to be able, I, take two. I don't know if this is going to ever be available to anybody over in the UK, but it's really sad that they're not able to get this, but who knows what will happen. It is, it is interesting. I, I of course ordered mine, so um, had to get that. And there's a few bullet points we're going to run through. Um, Robin Zander performed on October 8th in the Bahamas for a fundraiser. So he's been keeping busy because the guys are on a bit of a break right now, right? Correct. They are. And that's a rare thing. You know, it's almost sure. like, uh, you know, a shark never stops swimming. That's cheap trick. They've been, <laughs> they've been touring since, oh, 1974. So they're... <laughs> Or whatever year it was. If Brian was here, he'd be able to tell us because he wrote his wonderful book, This Band Has No Past, which is a really good book. What do you think of the book, Tracy? Oh, I think it's great. It is something that you never thought we'd get 
You know what I mean? I mean, Mike Hayes' book was great, a wonderful book. It was written a long time ago, though, and uh, and uh, Robert Lawson's book was good. Uh, but this is like a whole nother level. This is like, it's almost the kind of love that the Beatles get. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that Brian brings to it in the sense that, uh, like, a lot of it deals with the origin story of Cheap Trick. And it's right. kind of like when you listen to a Beatles documentary, they spend time talking about them going to Hamburg and, you know, all this stuff. And it's stuff that we never really would have got to hear or read about in any other way. And Brian goes deep. I mean, deep, deep, deep. Right. It's like everything you never knew you needed to know, but you need to know it now. And it's weird because some people say like, hey, Robin Zander's not even mentioned you know, and no, that's not true. Robin Zanders talked about early on. It's just that we see them being pulled from the different, you, I don't know how big Rockford is, so I can't say the Rockford universe, but they're all pulled from these little other bands and other things and schools and stuff like that. And they, it's, it's like the chess pieces keep moving and moving and moving until eventually we wind up with those original four members of the band. And right. it's it's a really great story. It's the book that you never thought that you would get. And it's selling like hotcakes, which I don't know how well hotcakes sell right now. <laughs> I know that they must have been a bigger thing at one time. Like, remember on uh, Green Acres, she would always make hotcakes that were very dense, kind of like me. Anyway, but, uh, I, you know, again, I don't know how well hotcakes sell. Like, I've never stood in line for hotcakes of you. Nope, I can't say that I have. Me neither. So, Tracy, have you been busy since uh, the last time you were on the mic? Oh, yeah, I've been very busy. I know that you saw a lot of shows with uh, Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick. I did. I also saw some shows with uh, ZZ Top and Cheap Trick. I traveled to Canada, actually, to see hey. a show. And I also went to Vegas, where they did a two-weekend uh, they called it a residency. I don't know if that constitutes a residency, but I went to the first weekend to see them there. So I've been a very busy girl. Right. A residency by any other name is still a residency. You know what I mean? For touring musicians, I think residency just means I don't have to move our shit and unpack it and hook it back up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's That's got to be like a thrill to a touring band. You know, what? We right. don't have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> to set it and forget it yes let's stay here for a while exactly exactly dax has joined rick as a representative for the rock and vodka and rick recently did an in-store meet and greet and bottle signing i saw <laughs> one yeah. guy one guy couldn't make it so his wife went down and got pictures and of course all the pictures are rick doing that like get a load of this guy you know that one pose that he does all the time. That famous pose. Yes, absolutely. It wouldn't be Rick without it. So we we wish uh, Rick a lot of luck with his rock and vodka line. And on September 14th, Cheap Trick was featured in an article by 96.7 The Eagle about Illinois band who performed the most live. And what, what was the outcome of that? Well, according to the article, Cheap Trick is number one for an Illinois band um, with 3,914 shows. Now, I beg to differ on that because I think they hit that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a, a very light number for them. 
Well, I believe they're basing it off of setlist.fm or whatever that site is. Yeah. Setlist. And, you know, it doesn't go back all the way. Yeah. They are number one. But sure. gosh, it's 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 more than that, folks. It's more Absolutely. than that. I mean, those early years they were playing three sets and you know three shows a night, and you know you kind of got to count each one of them separately, really. And sometimes as different band names, but that's a that's a whole other book. This yeah. band has no past by Brian J. Cramp. Correct. Oh, hey, <laughs> you know what we missed one thing. I don't know if what? we want to put it in or not about Robin Taylor. Oh yeah. And Robin Taylor Zander is featured in Rolling Stone, the August 24th issue, and he has an album coming out soon, right? Yes, he does. And he also just recently started his own Instagram account. Oh, wow. So everybody can check that out. And don't forget to check out the guys. Uh, if you're interested, they all do cameos for the most part, from what I understand. So you can check that out as well. Right. Everyone except Robin. Yeah. Everyone but Robin. So far. So far, yes. Maybe he'll do it just for me. Wouldn't that be nice? That would that would then. I would like to be the first recipient. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Very good. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll happen. So we're going to hop into your interview with Rusty Brown from Electric Mary. And it's it's fun because it's always great to hear what other artists think about Cheap Trick. Like we had uh, the Talisman on, people from the Gene Simmons band, Ace Fraley band, so on and so forth. We've had people on uh, that are fans of Cheap Trick that are in the music business. It's always cool to to hear it from that side of things. Right. And it turns out that Rusty is a huge Cheap Trick fan. So... So without further ado or further don't, let's get into your interview with Rusty Brown from Electric Mary, right here on Cheap Talk. another episode of Cheap Talk. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Tracy Yashulis. And I am joined today by the lead singer for the Australian band Electric Mary, and his name is Rusty Brown. Hello, Rusty. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's, it's really rainy here today. It's early in the morning, or no, it's about 10.50 a.m. on a Monday, so you're Sunday night. Correct. It's past my bedtime. Mm. <laughs> no, not really. Wow. It isn't. 
it's past everybody. It's past somebody's bedtime in China as well. Well, that is true. So Electric Mary, it consists of you as the lead singer, Pete Robinson on guitar, mm-hmm. Alex, I don't know how to say his last name on bass. Ron Jack. There you go, Ron Jack. And just just how it looks. Exactly. Brett Wood on guitar and Spida on drums. Spida. Yeah. I see here that it was founded in 2003. Was that founding? Yeah, April the 14th, 2003 in New York in Jimi Hendrix studio, um, which is Electric Lady Studios. After doing a, um, a bit of a tour there, we we were speaking to, um, I was playing in another band then at the time, Earl and Thomas band, and we were in New York doing, he was doing something for BMG. And um, so we went to Jimi Hendrix studio and Mary Campbell was the manager at the time. She took us through and at the end of it all and telling us all these amazing stories, she gave me her card and she said, stay in touch. That's me down the bottom, Electric Mary. And I flippantly or otherwise just said, that's a great name for a band and she said you know you won't name your band after me and i'm like (laughs) actually i think i will because i've been writing some new songs and i was looking to to do something so yeah there it is mary campbell very awesome (laughs) and you've had five albums is that correct have we i believe we had um four hands high was the first one then we had a, a one called the definition of insanity which was an ep the venom principle which is also an ep we had down to the bone we've had mother we've had a live album we had an ep with a live dvd in it called long time coming um, our latest single which is all by itself is the king of rock and roll which we wrote and recorded for the under the southern stars tour with cheap trick Woohoo, cheap trick, yes. A long time coming is kind of funny because they have a song with that title as well. Yep, yep. Uh, I think ours come before that. That's on their later last few, one of their yeah. last few records, long time. Yeah. I like the title of this one, Alive Frank in Hell Dorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a place in the Basque country. So if you ever go to the Basque country, just know that you're not in Spain. You may think you're in Spain. But they they just want you to know you're in the Basque country. You know, in it's Spain. not Spain. Well, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> so tell me about your musical background, like how you started musically, or. Um. Well, I started a long, long time ago, probably at school, with a friend there, and um, you know, we mucked around for a few years, and then I kind of didn't worry about it. I just, you know, kind of had a little sports flirtation, which I was no good at anyway. I came back to music. Really, the the main emphasis of my musical career started in 1983. Um, I joined my first professional band, and from there it didn't, it hasn't really stopped. I've just kept going. Um, some good things some not-so-good things, and then Electric Mary, which is the best thing. Yeah, I've seen quite a few videos. I would agree there. I guess you're all right. (laughs) (laughs) 
we're just all right. Instruments? What do you play? Any? Yeah, I play guitar. I started out as a bass player. So in 83, when I started, I joined a band called The Spaniards. And uh, yeah, I, I was their bass player, backing vocalist. And um, it had one of my favorite singers from Australia in the band, actually, a guy called Mick Peeling, who had a band called The Stars, S-T-A-R-S. And so I was really happy to join that band because I got to, you know, hang out with him and we became friends and still friends to this day. Um, but always wrote songs, um, nothing startling. And then, um, you know, I just started wandering into being lead vocalist and it kind of went from there. I played play rhythm guitar. I don't play instruments in Electric Mary because the boys that play the instruments are far, far better than I am. Um, but yeah. I take a, a lot of the latest songs I've written on a, an old acoustic guitar I found in a rubbish bin in a suburb that I was driving past. Yeah, I went, oh, look at that. And um, I took it home and I went, this is actually good. This has got something in it. And yeah, so I've had a ball with that acoustic guitar. It's in my studio as we speak. Cool. So when did you start uh, listening to Cheap Trick? I think from... Um, so Surrender was a hit here, and when I heard Surrender, I was just, it's all over, you know, from that album. Heaven Tonight? Yeah, yeah. Um, on Top of the World, I love On Top of the World. Avita Zang, what else is on it? Everything's good. Uh, California Man, I love, I know it's not their song, but it's their song. They made right. it. And then I'll, I went back to In Color. The Dream Police comes after that. I love that. Love the Dream Police. But after that came, is it all shook up? All shook up is. We might have different names than you because that's what happens in Australia. I've noticed that a couple of ACDC albums in America aren't called the same thing as they are and they have different covers as well. So the one that um, Sir George Martin recorded with um, Stop This Game on it. Is that all shook up? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, for us, that's their fourth album. And I bypassed that, but funnily enough, that's probably one of my favourites now, along with Standing on the Edge. Um, so, you know, I have all the cheap trick records. I've been a fan for a long time. And, you know, I went fanboy when I when I met them on tour. I've met Robin before at a show. Robin came out after a show probably in the 90s, maybe. Well, the early 2000s they were here and he came out and I met him there but um, I did a show with Dax a few years back and um, I filled in for someone on this ACDC um, gig uh, called Bond but Not Forgotten and um, so we went to a place called the Cherry Bar which is quite famous in Melbourne or probably in Australia and um, and I played with Dax and I went a bit fanboy on him and and he kind of stepped away from me. And, and when I went home, I went, oh, no, did I just do that? <laughs> anyway, he actually messaged me about two, two days later saying, hey, great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, we didn't get time to do it. And I felt a lot better. <laughs> I felt a lot, lot better because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'm never going to here from that <laughs> anyway so yeah and then the, the unfortunate thing with the under the southern stars and cheap trick 
was COVID. So, you know, nobody wanted to catch COVID. So everyone sort of stayed away from each other. But um, I was talking to Rick one day and he took me to the, to the van where Robin was. And I think he was doing a set list. And we had a little chat about some sort of two songs, Sun Never Sets, which is awesome. And Passing Through, which is on their latest album, which is also awesome. So my question was, you know, do you guys ever play this? And Robin looked at me and he said, how do you even know those songs? <laughs> I'm like, and I started singing The Sun Never Sets. And again, I felt like a fanboy and, and my brain was like, stop, stop, mate, stop. So I just stopped. <laughs> Sun never sets on a love that shines. That's how I said it. So what did he say? Anything? No, no, no. He was cool. He was cool. He actually came out before they went on and showed me what they were going to sing. And again, <laughs> stupidly, uh, I'm like a 14-year-old boy. Every time he pointed to a song, I'd sing a bit of the chorus. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's almost... You know when people say, um, well, you probably don't, but yes, a lot of in, when you're in bands, a lot of people say, oh, I'm a huge fan of yours, but they've only really got one album. Right. And it's almost like I wanted to prove to him, no, 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 I, I know them. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. So, yeah, it goes like this. <laughs> I know all of them. Yeah, I do. I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. We often have the debate of who's the bigger fan, you know, like, is it the person who knows all the songs or is it the person who has all of the memorabilia or, you know, whatever. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say the person who has all, who has all, knows all the songs because it's about the music. Having a t-shirt is great and it's a great memory or a scarf or a sticker or a hat or this, but it's about the songs. They don't, you don't, you know, start a band to, you know, um, see what kind of T-shirts you can make. <laughs> you start a band about music and that's what, what it's all about or what sticky you can design. Right. You know, and they, and they have, Cheap Trick have one of the greatest names and logos of all time, you know. I see T-shirts with that logo written, you know, underneath each other that say other words. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It is. Oh, yeah. I, I know where they've stolen it from. That typing, I think it's called typing, that. that um, yeah, typewriter. Um, it's like old typewriter yeah, or something like think, that. Yeah, that's that that's the writing, yeah. Yeah. They could, they well, you know. Be, didn't they used to be called Sick Man of Europe? Yes. Mm. Yep. And, uh, and cross I have Fuse. Uh, I have a Fuse album that was Rick's first album, I guess, before Sick Man of Years. I have only so much room in my brain, and it's filled with Cheap Trick. So, <laughs> yeah, and so it should be. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, you did the Under the Southern Stars tour. That was what Stone Temple Pilots, Bush, Cheap Trick, you guys. Yeah. Black Rebel Motorcycle right. Club and Rose Tattoo. It seemed like they all. It seemed like everybody had a good time, from all of the. Oh, we had a ball. We had a video ball. and whatnot that I saw. Yeah, we had a ball. Seen them plenty of times. 
seen them from day one pretty much when they've been in Australia. Um, they've been to Australia quite a few times. I think nine or ten times they've been to Australia yeah. to play. Well, that's what down. I think Rick wasn't Rick going to meet yeah. you. That's what Down's yeah. about. Yes. I want to live on a mountain way on under in Australia. Robin Zan uh, Taylor sings that. Boy, well, he sung that on the Yeah, he's, he does pretty often.
whenever Tom is is absent, Taylor generally sings yeah. that song. He does a good job. Yeah, and Tom was great too on the tour. He he looked he looked fairly healthy because I know he's been sick. So yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, it was great just to. Yeah, it was just great to see it. Yeah. Well, I think that was his first uh, tour since he had his surgery. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, what's your favorite, absolute favorite Cheap Trick album? You can only pick one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to say Standing on the Edge. Standing on the Edge. That's interesting. And Yeah. Is there a reason in particular or just an, you just overall love it? I just, like, I, there's a lot of their records. I love everything about them. But that particular one, I love a lot. I don't know. I don't have it. Um, in the middle of the night, dun, 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 I had a vision. It was bigger than... I just love that song. I mean, that's a song. That's great. My, if you want to know my favorite, favorite song do you want to know my favorite song is not from that album actually well that would be the next question yes what is your favorite song okay stop this game have you seen that live yeah they played it cheap trick never a oh, fantastic fantastic yeah they never played the same set twice never yeah they, in Australia. they try not they to played played everything they they may have opened and closed with hello there and good night now but yeah they didn't always do that they opened with that one night uh, they opened oh my lord on the last night robin walked past me after we played and oh i can't think of what song it was now i said something i, I just said hi and he's, he's walking past and i said to him as he walked past i'm looking out for number one and we just kept walking and they opened with that song. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and and I went, oh, my God, have I just guessed that? Or did he actually do that? Because I said it. I don't know if he did. I didn't ask. I didn't see him again. It's very possible. They had to leave. As soon as that last show was finished, they left. They had like a, they had to be up at like 3 a.m. to catch a flight to Canada, maybe. They were going to Canada, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Might be. I'm looking out for number one. That's one of my favorites. So did it blow your mind when you saw Stop This Game Live? Because I know it blows my mind every time I see it live. Because it's so, yeah. you know, when he's just there singing and there's no music and it's like, pff, head explodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my other favorite songs of theirs, which is runs close, a close second to that, is Heaven's Falling. But they didn't write that. It was written by Todd Rundgren. But um, that's also, that record there, I used to play a couple of songs off that record, actually, in a band I started called The Shy Boys. I can't remember what year that was now. And I was playing bass, and we were a three-piece, and we played um, Next Position, Please. We used to play Next Position, Please. I love that song, too. That's a ripper. This, this... It blows my mind that they're not one of the, the biggest bands like ever. But you've got to remember, in Australia, we're a small country. We only have like 27 million people. But in actual land size, we're bigger than America. 
in actual size. But we only have 27 million people and we all live on the outside, around the side. And most of our existence has been raised on England, not nothing to do really with America, because we all know who America is. Of course, they saved us in the war if it wasn't for America in 1943 or whatever it was in the Second World War. Australians would be speaking Japanese and we wouldn't be probably speaking now. Um, so that's why Americans and Australians always stick together when it comes to, you know, being united. Um, and we're forever grateful for that. Um, yeah, but we, we grew up mainly on English music. We had American music as well, but mainly English um you know from the beatles all the way down but you know from my perspective the good ones always came through anyway so there there would be american bands now at my age that i've never heard of that you would know and go oh i can't believe you don't know that band but we've never heard of them because they've never had a song out here hmm. so f for me my favorite Cheap Trick, Tom Petty, Foreigner, those three are, are big. But they're a big staple. Australian Australians know who they are. But remember this, Cheap Trick and Tom Petty both made it in England first. They were bigger in England than they were in their own country. That is true. In that 70s period because they were, they were lumped in the punk sort of era thing. Right. Because that's how they played. If you... I don't know where I got this, but it came up on um, one of my, uh, as I was driving around, I should just look at my phone. I don't have it with me. It's a Cheap Trick live record, but it's quite old. It's an old record, and they're pumpy, man. They are like a punk rock. They're playing all their songs, right. the songs that we know, but they're just, there's another energy to it. I don't know. Did they bring out another live record like lately? They did in the last few years. They maybe, did. That's old. Yes, it was an old recording, but they brought it out for. We have record store day over here. I don't know if you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And they brought out these old recordings. It's called "Out to Get You Live." Yeah, it's really cool. It is. Yeah, I, actually, we reviewed that album and on a previous podcast and we were all just like, Oh my gosh, that was like the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was from, um, 1977. Right. That explains a lot. It was amazing. I have in the old bowling alley. I always read about that. They were discovered in a bowling alley. Yes, they were. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> they would play yeah. like four sets a night, three sets a night, something like that. They were playing they played all night long. Every night. Yeah. Until finally they got yeah. they got discovered, if you will. And it still took forever for them to be a thing here. I think when I first heard them it was they had already put out uh Heaven Tonight. Right. And then I had to backtrack and, you know, listen to all the ones yeah. before that. But so Heaven Tonight is kind of like a 
holds a special place in my heart for that because that was the first album yeah. that I ever listened to. Heaven Tonight, yeah. So that was my first coming with them as well. The the funny thing is on um on the tour, the Stone Temple Pilots singer, I've forgotten his name for the minute, he got up with Cheap Trick and he sang, I want you to want me. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to want me has a curly little bit in the third verse where it where it comes in, it's quite unusual. And that guy sung it like he'd sung it a million times. He didn't look around or what's next or whatever. And I thought because bands, American bands seem to love Cheap Trick as, you know, this is why we do it. Right. Um more so than a global thing you know the foo fighters and like everybody every band loves cheap trick they go and the great thing is that i see them do is they'll go and support somebody on a tour and they don't care whether it's aerosmith or you know i think they were doing rod stewart but rod stewart pulled out yeah so all that those double bill things maybe foreigner did they do something with foreigner along the way yeah they did yeah yeah, I love that stuff. Double bills is going to be a, a, I reckon double bills will become bigger. Um, I think more so now. Before when I said, um, you know, we grew up as English, now we're very Americanized, but very Americanized. And every country I've been to is Americanized, be it France, Spain. You know, they all know what the Simpsons are. They all know what McDonald's is they know it they know what it is and we're all they know what a kardashian is you know the things like that make me sick though but you know people watch it people um you know and for for australians the english has disappeared out of our system which is mind-boggling to me we should have just kept them both we actually have a rule a rule in australia uh uh, not a law, but a, it's like an agreement where Australia, Australian radio must play 51% American songs. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And that's nothing against nothing against you guys, but that's madness. And the rule is you only have to play 20% Australian songs and it doesn't have to be new. It can be old. Wow. Yeah, it's that's wild. Well, I hope it's fifty percent cheap trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they do get played. I don't listen to the radio anymore. Most people listen to podcasts. That's why we're doing this, right? This is true. I used to, I'm old school. I still listen to the radio, and I still use CDs. So, <laughs> yeah, but you you have different radio than we do. We don't have. You can probably find. Um, um, the radio station you want here on is it called Sirius? Sirius, yeah, Sirius. Sirius? yeah. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, most of our radio stations just have comedians on in the mornings. They they're the hosts and they just talk sh- shite. And every now and then they'll play a song, but it won't be a new song. It'll be an old song, and that's what people want. It's all about talking and listening now, and people ringing up and having their say, you know, I reckon this guy's a dill and blah, 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 you know. I think our radio stations are yeah, that so, way as well. 
yeah, radio, yeah, you've got, you've always had those controversial people. What's the, um, oh, what was his name? Howard Stern was always a bit controversial, but he seems to play great music, man. I've been watching his stuff on YouTube and that, and his show now, he has some ripper stuff. He's a big cheap like trick so fan, good. also. Yeah. 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 So. He's, um, he played i saw this thing the other day on um uh it was the red hot chili pepper peppers red hot chili peppers who um you know I, I love their early stuff but i kind of just phased out of them what they were doing but they were on that show and they sung give it away you know mm-hmm. give it away give it away give it away now oh my god it was so good wow it was like, wee gee, you know, there's a reason people have songs on the radio that stay forever because they're good. But sometimes people forget, you know, when you see P- Cheap Trick play Surrender, you you know, okay, the reason they're still around playing Surrender is because they're good. That's It's a great song and they're good at it. Right. People would... People in Australia would know Surrender, but they don't know that they know it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes, I do know what you mean. They they would have heard it somewhere. It's been on a, you know, wasn't on Daddy Daycare or something, that movie Daddy Daycare. People would have seen it on that and they'd know that song and they'd love that song. Or I Want You to Want Me, you know, again, they'd love that song. Triple M, which is our radio station, rock radio station definitely play i want you to want me but they play the live version because the live version is more famous than the original version here in australia that's you know that's that may even be the song that made it first from um, live of the buddha in my opinion the live version is way better than the original. <laughs> well, it's a different sort of they were going for a different thing when they recorded it yeah I read. The, I, I listened to this podcast on their producer. Do you know for their first record, which is in color here? Is it called in color there? The very first record here is just called Cheap Trick. It, it doesn't have a title. It's untitled. It's just we call it Seventy Seven. Right. In color came after that. So what's in color? Is that the one where they're on the motorbikes yes. and the push bikes on the back? Yes. Right. I'm pretty sure that's our first one. What's on the what songs are on the first on one? On the first one? Oh, and that has yeah. um my favorite, Mandicello is on that one and Yeah, that's on in colour. That's on in colour. So maybe maybe in Australia they joined records together and made it. That's what they do. That's what we did when we had down to the bone for Europe was two EPs joined together. Yeah, so we call it, well, it's, or they call it the black and white album too sometimes because it's in black and white. Ah, uh, yes. No, no, no. We had that. We yeah. had that. Yes, we do. So that has we Hot Love, Speak white. Now, uh, He's a Whore, Mandicello, Ballad of TV Violence, yeah. L.O. Kitties, blah, 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 Tax Man, Cry, Cry, Old Candy. Hello, kitties. Hello, kitties. Dun, 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 that dun, album dun, is my absolute favorite. They, there's not a bad song on that album. Right. Not at all. So what's downed is downed on in color. I believe it is. 
You're 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 testing yeah. me here. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm not prepared. <laughs> I am not that person that walks around. Uh, there are people out there that know every uh, every song on every album in order when it came out. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know all of that stuff. I just know I love them all. And you know, I can. Everybody who's listening can can cheap trick shame me later for not knowing all of that. <laughs> but you have been cheap. Trick yeah, I, I have many times because I don't know all the things uh, that everybody else. I always joke about, you know, back to that whole argument about who's who's the bigger fan. Uh, yeah. I used to always joke that, you know, I don't know what kind of bubblegum Robin Zander chewed in 1978, nor do I know the color of his underwear. So therefore, I guess I'm not the biggest fan out there because there's probably yeah. somebody walking around out there that does know that information, but I don't think it should matter. <laughs> so yes, that was on In Color, no. Downed was on In Color, which was also released in 77, so... What else, what else is on that? What else is on in color? I should have just brought them all up here while I was. Okay, so that was Hello There, Big Eyes, Downed. I Want You to Want Me was on that one originally. Wow. We're All Talk, Oh Caroline, Clock Strikes 10, Southern Girls, Come On, Come On, and So Good to See You. Right, yeah, excellent. Clock Strikes 10, it's a Saturday night. So that was that the one that the other producer redone years and years later. They re-recorded in color. Was that the one he did? In the Albini, yeah, Steve Albini. Yes, Steve mm -hmm. Albini, yeah, yeah, or Albini as we call him. There's certain things we we say differently. Like you say aluminum, aluminum, <laughs> and we call yeah, and we call it aluminium. <laughs> we. <laughs> But it's the same thing. You just took a letter away and changed the wording. And actually, I was I was, I was watching a show the other day, and it killed me. It killed me. Um, uh, was it that stupid show where they sell stuff in the porn shop, porn stars, or whatever it's called? Yeah. You know, if the family, the the. So they he was going to buy a motorbike, a motorbike, and it was a husky barna. And that's what he called it, a husky varna. It's not a husky varna. It's a husvana. That's what it is. There's no e in it. But the guy who owned it, the guy, the American guy who owned it, called a husky varna as well. But it's not a husky varna. It's a husvana. That's what it is. Oh. And I'm like, Do you, you know, you just say words sometimes, and you think that's what it is, but it's not. No, I know. I. I I know. I'm sure there's plenty of things. Uh, well, my husband is from uh, Massachusetts, and they have yeah. a particular way of speaking as well. And we we argue all the time about who's right about how to pronounce certain words because I always say he's wrong. The BG, he's wrong. The BGs wrote a great song about Massachusetts. Yes, you did mention that to me once before. I recall. Do you know who the BGs are? I do know who the BGs are. Yes, of course I know who the BGs are. I have some of their albums also. I've been restocking my album collection because I was oh. stupid in the 90s and, and got rid of Are them. they Australian or English? Is who? The Bee Gees? Bee Gees. I think I don't know that answer, but I'm going to guess they're Australian. Yeah, well. 
so they were born in England, but they came to Australia. They came to Australia as kids. So we claim them as Australian, but in actual fact, they were born in America. Mel Gibson was born in America too, but we claim him as Australian. Yeah. What about, well, we all, you know, you got ACDC. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, but they're not Australian. They're Scottish. <laughs> yeah, they were born in Scotland. They came. So in, in the 60s, a lot of um, UK British immigrants came to Australia. And that's where they all come from. And a lot of our good bands that we live on in our history actually come from Scotland or England. They're actually not Australian, but they grew up in Australia. But in actual fact, they're not Australian. Men at Works, Colin Hay is Scottish. He's not Australian. Hmm. A lot of our great singers are Scottish, not Australian. But we'll say they're Australian for this well, they got you. Yeah. You're Australian, so. Or are you going to tell me you weren't born there either? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm at, um, yeah, I'm an Australian. Actually, I was in uh, Chicago in 1994, and I was watching MTV, which was a great state uh, television station back in those days. You know, MTV is where you went for your music. And Angus was on being interviewed, and he said, you know, we were brought up in Australia, but we're actually Scottish and my jaw dropped to the ground because I knew they were born there, but I never really thought about it. I just thought they were Australian, but in actual fact, they're not because that's not where they were born. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, where you're born is where you're from. I guess, if you say so. <laughs> do you think... Um, well, you can't be a naturalised... Do you... I'm changing the subject now. Do you think... <laughs> Go. Do you think um, the way you write music is influenced by your uh, love of Cheap Trick at all? Um, there are moments in our music where there's definitely Cheap Trick, um, but the band will always say that sounds like the Beatles, but I know where it's come from. Um, but not so much anymore. In my last band, 100%. It was all about Cheap Trick and Enough's Enough. I know. All my music was like that. Yeah. So, you know, trick trick down the down the line, yeah, one hundred percent. But you know, the cheap trick have a certain thing about them that if you attempt to copy it, people will just know straight away, I know where you got that from. You know. And and bands always pay homage to their heroes, no doubt about it. Like I said, I did it in my last band. It wasn't about copying. It was just about that's what I loved and I want to play that music. The same as they would do for, um, you know, the move. Right. When they record the move songs, they do it because they love it, you know. Right. That is true. So do you have any other good stories about your time with them when you were uh, on that uh, Under the Southern Stars tour? Oh, no, just, just that the meeting with Robin and Rick was cool yeah we just didn't get time to do it that it wasn't allowed it actually wasn't allowed no one wanted to um you know hang no one hung with each other bush were very they stayed away from everybody because they didn't want to get sick they wanted the shows to go on and once you got sick everyone else had to leave as well you know what i mean 
So everyone kind of stayed away from each other. So unfortunately, no. But who knows? They might come back. I'm sure they will come back. Yeah. Hopefully, anyway. And, you know, I they're not getting younger, that I know. But I think they'll keep going until they're yeah. dead, pretty much. That's what they say. And I think it's true. They'll they'll play until they die. But, uh, yeah. And when they get back, they can sing, Just got there back, you go. they gone too long. <laughs> That actually was. Yeah, don't tell. Don't tell me I'm not a fan. I just, <laughs> you're not a fan. Um, I that song makes me. It makes me laugh sometimes because I remember uh, they played on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I was a kid, but um, it was. Saturday night, so I was out roaming around with my friends, but I was, you know, I don't even know how old I was, maybe 13, I don't know, and I knew they were going to be on Saturday Night Live, it aired at like 11 o'clock at night, I think, here, and that was late, mm -hmm. but I remember mm -hmm. running home from being out with my friends and parking myself in front of the television with my cassette player and a blank tape so that I could tape them while they were, while they were on uh, Saturday Night Live. And they played Just Got, uh, um, yeah, Just Got Back and Stop This Game. Yeah. I don't even remember what else. Right. But I, I wore that tape out to the point where it just kind of exploded inside of my cassette player because I loved it. So it was before I had the album. And I would just play right. it over and over and over again. So whenever I hear that, it makes me think of me running home like an idiot to make sure I didn't miss it before they started and sitting in front of the town. Like nobody was allowed to speak. No one was allowed to do anything yeah. until I recorded that. Yeah, we, have, we still get, um, we have a lot of different television things here. We have Foxtel, which I watch mostly, and that has Saturday Night Live on it, but I don't know when it runs. You can just record the series if you want. I haven't watched that for years. I used to watch it. I used to watch Letterman to see what bands are on. Um, who else? Who else? Who were the late night shows? Um, what, what what late night shows do you have here now in America? Sorry. Uh, like Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah, I never watched that anymore. I forget the guy on that. He used to be. He used to be on the man show, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he did. <laughs> yeah. He used to watch that. Um, no, what's the other one? Uh, the other Jimmy. Jimmy. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I don't watch any of those because I'm old now. Well, we don't time. watch any of that. But they used to. <laughs> um, Austin, um, Austin, Texas one. What's that one called? Um, there's a show we have here. From Austin, Texas, live Austin, something or other. Oh, I don't know. Is it the Austin City Limits or whatever? Austin City Limits. There you go. That's what it's called. Actually, cheap. My two favorite. One of my two favorite. Two of my two favorite bands got inducted into the Hall of Fame on the same day, which was great. Deep, Deep Purple and Cheap Trick. So yeah. I was there for that. I went to that. I went to that induction yeah. ceremony. That was great. Very cool. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 Didn't they play together? 
later. They did a song of somehow. Oh my gosh, they everybody came out. Like Cheap Trick was inducted last. And so they had the closing song and they did Surrender. Yep. And uh, everyone from that was there from all of the other bands and even some of the people who did the inducting, you know, the the speeches and all that, they all came out and were on the stage with them. It was it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. It was really great though. I'm glad I got to see that in person. It was very cool. Yeah. It's always a bit uh it's a great thing, but it's a little bit wishy-washy, especially when, you know, some band members won't turn up because they, they're either not in the band anymore or they don't get along with the band anymore. Um, so Deep Purple had that problem with Richie Blackmore, unfortunately. Right. Um, and a few other bands along the years have, have done that sort of thing, which is a real bummer. Yeah, luckily Bunny Carlos was there and they – played nice and they all got along and they did their thing and it was yeah, cool. It was good. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. People were wondering, you know, and when they found out they were inducted, they, you know, people wondered if they were going to suck it up and, and, and all play together, you know, because there certainly mm -hmm. are a lot of <laughs> hard feelings between them, you know, and yeah, they, they did. And you would have never known, you know, that there was an issue yeah it was it was great yeah that's cool that's good. yeah yeah that's good. anyway next question next question <laughs> well i have no more questions. am i am i interviewing you yes you're, you're interviewing, interviewing me now here we go <laughs> so anything else you want to say about cheap trick well they're just one of my favorite bands of all time i'm so so very happy that i got to at least step on the stage with them uh, I never got to meet Tom because, again, you know, it was the COVID thing, but I met Rick. Um, I, I still believe he yelled at me at the last night, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> and I met Robin again for a second time, and he was lovely. He just made me – when Robin brought the set list over and started showing me, I just thought, oh, you're a real human being because – you don't really need to do this, but you know that it's going to make me happy. So you did it. And I would have been happy anyway because I'd talked to him at the car. But the fact that he came out and did that was like, yeah, you're, you're actually a proper human being. You know, you understand that I'm a fan. I won't fanboy you anymore, but, you know, he didn't have to do that. And that's those lessons are things that i would learn too when someone says like someone grabbed me on saturday night and said hey rusty you know blah 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 and he grabbed me by the arm and i said hey just hang on i've got a um i'm going to do something and i was so i went and did that thing and i went back in the band room and i bypassed that guy but when i went back in the band room i remembered so I came back out to that guy and went, oh, how you going? Because I didn't want him to think, you know, that I wasn't like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just said I had to do something at the time. Anyway, that was my thing with Robin. I felt like he was, yeah, it was real. And even Dax wrote me a message apologizing for not being able to kind of hang about and, and all that. And I was totally cool with that anyway. He said, you know, next time we come back, we'll, have a dinner or something and that's 
that's totally cool. So yeah, the whole the whole meaning of cheap trick was good. And I waited a long time for that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they all uh, are very down to earth, decent, good people. Yes. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's what I took away from it. And you've written some of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Ever. Ever. So if anybody wants to check out your band, where can they find you? Where are all your social media type things? And We well, go to electricmary.com for our website. And you can go to Electric Mary Music on Facebook. And I think it's Electric Mary Music on Instagram. But I would just hit up YouTube. Just go to, just look up Electric Mary Woman. Start there and work your way up and back and around and inside and out. So just start Electric Mary Woman. Or you can go on Spotify, of course. Actually, the bass player of... Um, Brett Michaels band messaged me the other day saying, I can't believe I've never heard of you guys. And I'm like, here we are. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Yeah, he found us on Spotify. Um, I think it was, he was listening to Rival Sons or something and, and we must have been one of the bands, you know, also under there, whatever. And uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Norman, his name is. Um, I think they may be coming to Australia, so I don't know. I do not know. Brett Michaels. I do. They did, uh, Poison did a, a double billing with Cheap Trick also a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. Cool. And then there was, uh, there was the Foreigner one, and then there was um, Hart and Joan Jett and Cheap Trick. When they, they called it the yeah. Rock Hall Free for All when they were inducted because so, all three of those bands were inducted so they, yeah. they did a, a run together yeah i watched um i watched youtube and saw robin and ann wilson sing love hurts yeah that was fantastic we'd like to do something special right now bring them let's bring them out come on robin sander tom peterson rick nielsen Hello. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this song we've been doing very rarely, so every time we do it, it's really pretty special. Well, I just want to say that I've known you a long, long time, and I missed you. And I missed you too. Thank you so much for having us out, because uh, we appreciate it, and I, I just love you. That's all. I just love, love you. you know I love but you, know, too. But you know, but you know. Love 
that was cool, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because she can't sing either. <laughs> <laughs> Not wow. at all. Nope. Do you know what they should bring to Australia, which would be great? Or even if I see it anywhere, maybe I'll fly there. Cheap trick and enough's enough. Now that oh my would be gosh, a good yeah. They could do that here that too. Would I would be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be very cool. We'll, we'll, uh, they would know each other. They do know each other, yes. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think they're both uh, enough's enough from Rockford as well. I don't know if it's Rockford, but they're definitely from Illinois. Yeah. Enough's yeah, enough might be Chicago. Know. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but they did some stuff together before. I think. I remember correctly. Right. So if you're in Illinois, can, you don't have to be in Chicago. You could be somewhere else in Illinois. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how, what the, yeah. is that the state of Illinois? The state of Illinois. Chicago is a city in Illinois. It's a city. And then Rockford is also what is, a little bit south of, so, of Chicago is Rockford. So what are the some other big cities from Illinois? Well... I don't know because I don't live there, but <laughs> I go there frequently. <laughs> Come on, man. Americans are big on history. They should Not know me. That. No. Where, where's West, Where's Wisconsin? Wisconsin is just above Illinois. Well, there you go. I'm close. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally, you can drive from Rockford into Wisconsin in, in like two hours. Because I've done that right. and vice versa. Of course. Well, I'll tell you about Australia. If I drove to Melbourne, to Sydney, which is the next main city, it's a 10-hour drive. Wow. Yeah. Australia is a massive place. People don't get it. Wow, there's a lot of cities in they Illinois. Don't. <laughs> Just looking. <Yeah. laughs> What are you Googling? I am. I, wow. I mean, I know all well, these the, names, Google. but I never really, you know, thought about it. Yeah, throw a few at me. Throw a few Well, at me. obviously Chicago, but then there's Springfield, Peoria, Rockford, Champaign, Naperville, some that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Naperville sounds like it would be country and western town. <laughs> Naperville. You never know. I'm from Naperville, Illinois. Lombard. I'm from here. Lombard. Lombard. There's a lot, though. Tinley Park. Yeah. 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 But only, but the only thing I care about is Rockford. Thank you very much. And Chicago is pretty, pretty all right too. I went to the House of Blues and watched. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Oh my god. Used to be in a band called The Marvelous Three. Do you remember them? The Marvelous Three, yeah. Nope. And he, he, he was playing at the House of Blues in Chicago when I was there. So I went and watched him. And, um, he played a little bit of Cheap Trick, and he played a little bit of Enough's Enough. So he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's a huge songwriter now for people like Pink and. You know, bands like that. He's massive. I can't think of his name. Look at me giving you all my histrionics of the of music. Let me end by saying thank you for 
coming on and talking about Cheap Trick. Hopefully, maybe you'll thank you. You'll get your uh, your wish, and they'll come back over there and be pretty awesome if they would bring enough enough along. But I won't hold my breath yeah. for that. But no, 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 no. I'll be happy if they came back again. I'm sure they will. I'd love to see. Them. I watched every night, and I loved it. And they played standing on the edge a few times, actually, which is pretty cool because that because Tom never played on that record, and I felt like maybe they wouldn't play songs that he didn't do, but they did, and he was great at it. He was awesome. Actually, one of my favorite cheap trick things is live at Daryl's house. That's so good. Oh, that was a good one. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And and Daryl was so good, and I'm thinking, wow. And then he said, "I, right, Tom and I used to live together, and I'm like, there you go. That's why you know it. Wasn't that in Philadelphia? I think they lived together in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on. Okay. We will maybe have you again sometime. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank you for listening today. That was a great interview, Tracy. Thank you for bringing that to us. We'll be back soon with another episode of Cheap Talk, just for you. Say, see you, Tracy. See you, Tracy. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. Is there anything you want to know? Is there anything you want to know about Australia? Come on. About Australia? No. Yes. Awesome. We'll hold that for... Post-production conversation. I hope you can edit this or edit it down to a three-minute version of your podcast. No, it'll be it'll be probably more like forty-five minutes. I'm guessing. Okay. <laughs>